Podcast. Welcome back to episode two of the Kenny Chester Podcast. Through self-determination and triumph of will, you have braved the storm of the first episode and you are joining me for episode two. I cannot thank you enough for that. Today we're going to be covering the Joe Biden presidency and what that means for us. If you're ready to talk about it, let's go to work. Welcome back to episode two, and we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with the inauguration of one Joseph Biden. He is our 46th president of these United States of America. He was sworn in on January 6th, and let's go ahead and start with the inauguration. Um, I wasn't able to watch it live. Um, I was able to listen live, but I wasn't able to watch it live to see the optics of the thing. It was not a protest abstention. I wasn't staying out because, uh, I, you know, I was mad. I just was on the road traveling. And so um, I want to just mention a few things that I noticed in his speech that I thought were good, but maybe not uh as effective as they could have been. And let me just just start off and say I, I appreciated the calls for unity. Now, before you turn the podcast off, I want to explain that a little bit. Uh, let's just get the quote. He says, without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury. He said, no progress, uh, only exhausting uh, outrage. No nation, only a state of chaos. This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. Now, look, Whatever you feel about Joe Biden, that is a great statement at face value on paper. That is a really good sentiment. You know, most people believe that that is um, um, the appropriate thing to say. Here's my issue with it. If anyone would have said this across the aisle for the last four years, if Joe Biden, if um, Kamala Harris, if um, Pelosi, if Schumer, anybody, anybody. I mean, uh, the, the the any random Democrat would have would have been saying things like this with the clout that comes with the bully pulpit of a presidential, you know, United States. If they could have mustered up, you know, uh, uh, the the strength, which obviously they weren't the president, but and I, and that's the problem. They weren't. They they did not have the presidency. And they did not have the Senate, and so. They did not want to unify, and it's just kind of – so when you, after four years of being the opposing party, the opposition party, now you all of a sudden call for unity, um, you have to question that call. It's not a call for unity so much as it is a call for submission. Um, I I love the Dan Carlin uh, podcast of, of uh, his uh, hardcore history podcast, and um, one of the most uh, compelling and awful and terrible but great uh, works that he did over there was the Wrath of the Khans, uh, and it um, chronicled the uh, the empire, the Mongolian Empire, from from start to to the demise at the end. And and one of the things that I I, I wrote down, I've got this thing I do when I'm I'm reading books or listening to books. I keep a note card or I'll pull up a a, a, a post note in my phone and I'll I'll write down something that that sticks with me or a quote that I want to remember. And one thing that I, I noticed from that podcast was that he he said that the Mongolian words for peace and submission 
uh, were the same word. They didn't have separate words for them. And when you have such a hostile, uh, violent uh, group of people that they want to dominate their uh, their enemies, that it would make sense that peace and submission would be the same. You know, it's if if you don't submit, there will be no peace. If you don't. Um, acquiesce to all our uh, requests, then then you know that we will we will kill you or we will enslave you. Or, you know all the the, the myriad of uh, options that they had there uh, as as a Mongolian horde. And so when you have a group of people that did nothing but resist and 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 divide and disunite and sow discord for four years, when you come into power and you call for unity. And say, without it, there can be no peace, only bitterness and fury, no progress, only exhaustive outrage, no nation, only a state of chaos. You look at that and say, wow, you know, apparently you were paying attention to the last four years because that's all we had the last four years. We had no peace. We had no um Progress only exhausted outrage or exhausting outrage. We didn't. It didn't look like a nation. It looked like a state of chaos. You know, there was only bitterness and fury on on one side. And so, you know, it's. I guess maybe he's speaking from experience. You know, he lived through the last four years and he realized what the resistance does. And I don't think he is genuinely uh, in, engaged in self reflection. And they're saying, you know what, we were wrong. We should have unified with you guys. I think it's now that we're in power. Uh, you should guys. Y'all really should bend the knee. And I'm going to be honest, I don't feel like anybody uh, on the other side of the aisle is is going to be um, leaping forward to kiss the ring, so to speak. And and so it's just it just seems very disingenuous uh, for four years of hashtag not my president, um, hashtag the resistance. Um, and, and it just seems very uh, empty for you to call for uh, unity. Now, once again, it's a great call. I agree with the call. I just don't see how anyone can take that seriously. Um, so, what did Biden do beyond the inauguration? Well, let, let's before we move beyond the inauguration, we have to we have to acknowledge that the the people's champ, Bernie Sanders, my, our everyone's favorite wealthy socialist. I'm telling you, this man, uh, he brought us. He did what he did what Joe Biden wanted to do. He unified us over the most impressive meme. I think this is the best meme uh, in internet. Uh, Sensation since the Gahanan funeral dancers. I had so much fun with with that uh, template, that uh, meme, um, and I, I really I, the Bernie meme. I, obviously, I made some myself. If you're my friends, you've probably seen some that I sent. We had a, a church panel <laughs> discussion a couple of weeks back, and I snuck Bernie in there on the end. It was an all female panel, and uh, my wife, who's awesome, I love my wife so much. She's been off of social media for the last few weeks. Uh, she was. Uh, unaware of this Bernie sensation, and so I sent in a, uh, I had a uh, text group. I was involved in the planning of the panel session, so I had a text group with all our panelists, uh, where I was, uh, we were going over the questions and uh, the time restraints and all that. And I sent that picture of the panel session with Bernie snuck in there, and uh, those that had been on online, you know, they 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 immediately got it. And and my wife, I love her to death. She said. Who's that sitting beside Sister Leah? Is that Bernie Sanders? And uh, I'm telling you, it's. I, I just want to thank. I want to thank Senator Bernie Sanders for bringing this country together uh, when we were at our uh, most extreme uh, polar opposites. He did a great job there. Um, okay, let's move on to Biden's first week. Uh, a few of the things that uh, that jumped out to me as far as his first week, everybody wants to know how, how's he doing or how he did how did how did how he do his first week. Uh, usually, the hundred day mark is also a good. Uh, uh 
point on the maps, a good uh, place where you pick up and you review things. Um, and so we're going to start just the first week, uh, what I saw and uh, what I thought was bad, what I thought was good. And yes, I did think some was good. You might have to hang on just a little bit for that. Um, but let's just go ahead and just start with um, some of the appointments that he made. Um, what what I couldn't help to notice on uh, Twitter this week is that every uh, air quote groundbreaking appointment, the first fill in the blank to hold this position that he was making. Um, it's it was it, to me it was impressive that that most people that would um, hold these appointments up as um, as valiant or, or as as worthy of our adoration and praise. Um, it's they don't even bother really focusing on what the people have have done. They just make sure that they've checked all the right uh, boxes when it comes to gender. Um, and race and um, any type of uh, social uh, class, you know. And I, look, I'm for any historic uh, rise of a marginalized group. This is what strikes me funny about the Biden appointment. One of them was an assistant health secretary. Um, was it just first transgender to hold this post? And they threw the picture out. And I'm telling you, like most people know that the person's transgender. Most people know what the person looks like, um, but nobody knows like really the name and, and the accomplishments. And to me, it's so anti what uh, civil rights and, and those movements went were going for. They wanted the content of the character to be the judge of you know promotion or the judge of how you, how you qualify someone's. Uh, works and now we've we've moved into where we were only you know it, it did they check the right social boxes you know did we did, it, it's just a virtual virtue signaling uh, gambit that Biden is having to run and or his own party will eat him alive and so I, I understand why he's doing it it's just to me it's just so funny uh, this this particular appointment um, if you don't know who this person is um, they were over the uh, Pennsylvania Health uh, Department or health whatever the the title is and um, they actually got into some trouble there because they a week before they implemented a policy that mandated nursing homes in the state of Pennsylvania to uh, admit COVID positive patients. Uh, this person pulled their own mother. I want to say it was mother. I'm pretty sure it was mother out of the out of a facility, and then implemented a policy that basically. Uh, was assigned, you know, death warrant for our, some of our most vulnerable uh, people in our population. These these elderly and infirmed uh, nursing care, uh, uh, nursing care, or nursing home uh, care center uh, patients. You know, they pulled out mom, but you know they they made your mom's your mom's uh, facility accept those that we knew to have been. COVID uh, positive. And so to me, that right there is alone. That alone is, is disqualifying for a, a position of that nature. I don't know if this person will be uh, Senate uh, approved. I don't even know if that position is up for approval. I don't know if it's just an appointment or what. Um, but to me right there, you know, beyond the the the, uh, the mental uh, issues with someone experiencing gender dysphoria, now look, I'm not, we're not here to bash people that are struggling, you know, um, up until very recently, we knew this was a known mental disorder that people that that felt like they were um, 
living trapped inside the wrong sex's body that we treat we, we treated that as a psychological issue uh, gender dysphoria um, this has opened the door for other things and I don't have time in the podcast to get into it but now people that uh, feel like they are they are missing an arm are having procedures where they take the arm off and we're not doing these people any favor by indulging in their uh, their mental uh, impairments you know, uh, by, by going along with it, you know, these people need some help and we should be praying for these people. Um, but beyond that, I think just the, the, the disastrous policy in Pennsylvania should have kept her out of that office. And uh, once again, I'm not sure if it's been approved or if that, that a go to be reviewed or not. Um, another thing that, that Biden did almost immediately was, um, the, uh, the, Re-entering of the Paris Accord, the climate uh, accord with all these countries, and I, I think this is a bad move. I think this is a really, really bad move, and it's not because I don't care about the climate, um, but the fact is, the if you do your research on it, the the, the our involvement in that was costly. But if here's the thing: if it costs a lot, and it it made a difference, then you know, then you got a decent argument. At least we can we can go back and forth and, and talk about well how much cost versus how much improvement. But the fact is, it w- it w- didn't it wasn't effective. It was costly and ineffective. Now you can be costly and effective, but you can't be costly and ineffective. And um, it was just it was just a bad deal. It was a bad deal all around. Uh, when our our being a part of that climate accord did not stop the world's worst polluters from polluting. Uh, one iota, you know, they 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 they're they're still burning, uh, you know, coal at at record numbers. Us being a part of that doesn't stop them. It actually legitimizes them. It actually, you know, is like, well, America's in that group, and they, and you know, and so is China. So it must be legitimate. So I think that that you say, well, we we're not exercising leadership if we pull out. Actually, I, I disagree. I think withdrawal is leadership. There are there are times when, as a good leader, you, you should pull away from. Uh, agreements, um, or I shouldn't say agreements as in going back on your word, but I mean, if, if, if we pay to be a part of this and we can decide as a nation that we don't want to be part of it anymore, that to me, that's not going back on your word. You are withdrawing with strong leadership and you've got something like that's going on in your life. You need, if you have, if you have a bad deal on your mortgage, you know, it's not leadership to stay, you know, you as, as a leader of your house, you would will say, you know what, we're, we're paying exorbitant amounts of, of interest and I can get a better deal. And so, and the fact is we were still declining our emissions without being a part of that accord. It ain't like we we ramped up, um, you know, our coal factories or anything like that. You know, we, we in, in America we have innovations and, and we were already slashing our our, our, our emissions that. And so uh, we don't have enough time today to get into the, the the Keystone Pipeline. I think that was a bad decision on Biden. Um, the work, you know. Eliminated tens of thousands of jobs. Uh, initially, it's going to cost, I think, more. Uh, eventually, we're going to increase our dependence on foreign oil. Uh, made our neighbors up north uh, in Canada upset as well. Um, here, here's one thing that I think Biden did good. If you're hanging out and you say, well, "What about what did Biden do good?" Uh, there was a migrant caravan that was heading up from uh, South America, going to go through uh, Central America, and Biden said, "Do not come." <laughs> and uh, and 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 so he says, "You're not going to get in uh, immediately." Now. I don't think that's a strong enough statement because if you say you're not going to get in immediately, they're still going to come. Um, and uh, we uh, honestly, if we're having, if, if, if you think the corona pandemic is as serious as you claim it is, you cannot have 
hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or dozens. I mean, whatever, how, what, put the number on it. You know, what, what is the risk factor? You know, what is, what is the, you know, how much risk are you willing for, um, to play with the lives of your citizens? Um, just so you can, uh, have more folks come into this country. Now you say, we should allow people to come in this country. Absolutely. I, I really believe that. And I think the uh, United States immigration policy have, have shown that over the years um, that we we accept a lot of immigrants. And I think it's a great testament to the um, the greatness of our nation that we have so many people still wanting to come to America, especially after four years of, of an authoritarian uh, dictator. Um, but you know what? They're still, they're still trying to, to come here, and it's because maybe it wasn't as bad as what people thought it was. Um, one thing that he got in trouble with, uh, with early on was um, the administration was just flat out lying about um, not having a plan uh, for vaccination uh, distribution or vaccine distribution. Um, Fauci, Dr. Fauci uh, came out and said uh, in a press conference that you cannot say that they're starting from scratch. And it's funny because they literally said that they were starting from scratch. They were basically having to. And uh, here's the thing. Biden said on the campaign trail that he wanted to be um, he, he wanted to be. Um, vaccinating a, a million a day, uh, and leading up to it, um, it we were already hitting that numbers like nine hundred and forty something thousand, and it was increasing like every day. And so, without doing anything, they would have had over a million a day. Um, and you can't do that without a plan. I'm sorry. Uh, and that also ignores the fact that Operation Warp Speed, um, when people uh, were on the other side of the aisle. Uh, they they said there would be no way that we'd have a vaccine by the end of uh, 2020. Uh, they said that it wouldn't be safe, that uh, they undermined all the science. And this is the party that tells us to follow the science. They say, follow the science, follow the science. And in the first couple of days, you have him and um, Dr. Fauci saying that uh, they're at odds. So, you know, you either got to follow the science if you're that party or um, you're going to have to be, you're going to be in the same position as Trump was. You're going to be arguing with Fauci. So Fauci says, obviously, that they had a plan. They're trying to ramp it up. And obviously, yeah, you should try to ramp it up. Everybody should try to ramp it up. Trump was trying to ramp it up. Trump did run, ramp it up uh, starting from 2020 all the way to the end. It was a con- complete ramp. If you look at the charts, I mean, if you know what, if you're familiar with a ramp, it ramped up all the way into inauguration day. So I think Biden has been a little disingenuous and I think he, uh, I think he, he, had, he was handed a, a way, a far superior situation than anyone in 2020 thought he would be getting as far as how many people had already been vaccinated. They didn't even believe a vaccine, a vaccine would be available. And we already had that many vaccinated and his plan was already, uh, his a hundred or his, his a million per day was already there. Uh, all he had to do was just take over. And so I think that was just kind of, uh, uncalled for and, and low class. Um, uh, the last thing that I would say, uh, and there's a, a million things that we could talk about, um, but I don't want this podcast episode to go very long or too long. Uh, the last thing that I want to say that I thought was a good uh, thing that Biden did, and and look, um, if you don't like me talking good about Biden, I'm sorry, this ain't the podcast for you. Uh, I'm not a mindless uh, um, Republican or I'm not a mindless Democrat. I'm actually a registered independent. Uh, I'm not in the, a part of the Republican Party. Many that many may be surprised by that. I'm conservative, but what what this allows me to do is to rightly criticize or rightly praise you know whoever's in office for when they do something good. You listen, listen. You don't owe your politician anything. You don't owe them anything. You, uh, they, you. I don't. Uh, this was a phenomenon that I could not understand the last. Uh, 
several years is, I mean, you, are you fighting for this man? I was like, no, I'm not. They should be fighting for me. What are you talking about? You know, they, we, when they take our tax money, um, you know, they, they get it from us. You know, they, they, we, we have no choice. And, and they're, so we pay their, 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 for their budgets. We pay for, you know, a lot of their salaries, obviously some of them, uh, Trump, you know, donated his salary, but that money is still coming from us. That don't mean we get the money back. And so far as far as fighting for politicians or whatever, I don't get that phenomenon. They fight for us. They, we, we don't work for them. You know, we're not, you know, I've got other things to do. I'm raising a family. You know, I, I got, I got things to do in the church. I got things, um, to do, uh, you know, in, in my secular life, as far as my job, you know, I don't, I don't have them to fight for the, the people that should be fighting for us. And so, uh, so Biden did a lot wrong this week. I thought, I thought he did a few things. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I would say they did okay was, and it could, I mean, it could be an empty gesture, just like the other things. But he did send some carriers over to the South China Sea, and um, since the inauguration, what you're going to see, uh, and this happens to every president, foreign powers, especially the ones that are hostile to the American government, uh, they're going to test um, test the boundaries, just like a child. You know, they're going to you get a new. Uh, just think of a, a substitute teacher. The class is going to uh, test the boundaries. What can we get away with? And so you're going to you're going to have to find out exactly what kind of authority this president's going to have. And so uh, right during all this is going on, China is ramping up its uh, military uh, uh, actions, I guess, or uh, operations in uh, Taiwan. And so uh, they were sending spy planes over. And if you have been paying attention the last uh, several years of what's going on there, it's 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 pretty harrowing to watch. Uh, same thing that's happening in, in Russia this week uh, with that political dissonance. It's 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 crazy. Uh, some of the things that we're watching and witnessing in our lifetime, and you just got to you need to excuse yourself from politics, and and just try to identify with the people over there that are fighting for freedom. And you you'll see how small and insignificant our things are here. Um, it, it feels like everything for us. Me and my wife was talking about this um, the other day. Uh, we were like, man, it's, it, it just puts it in perspective when everything's so important to us. When you when you see what's going on in the world, and these people are legitimately fighting for freedom. Like, and I'm not talking about the freedom to be on uh, Twitter or the freedom to, to do whatever. I'm talking about these people cannot, they don't have free speech. They they, they, they will be uh, persecuted for their political beliefs. They'll be uh, persecuted for their religious beliefs. And when you watch those those things, you know, it just puts it into perspective. But, but getting back to Biden, so China's ramping up its hostile actions toward Taiwan. And so Biden sends some uh, carriers into the South China Sea. Of course, China comes out and says, this is this isn't um, this isn't good. This isn't good for peace. Again, this is kind of goes back to the Biden comment. Oh, you know, they're saying it's not good for peace because they want submission. They just want Biden for to do whatever you know to acquiesce to what they want. Uh, and I hope he doesn't do that. You know, for the sake of their people, I hope they don't do that. Listen, the Chinese people aren't evil. Um, it's the Chinese government that's evil. It's one of the the most awful regimes. The CCP is one of the most awful regimes um, that that are currently operating in in the world right now. And, and if you're not, you know, you don't know that you you either aren't paying attention or you got your eyes closed. So you need to open up your eyes to see what's going over there with Taiwan. It's awful. Um, but what I did say, uh, what I thought that Biden sending that, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a military flex. He's flexing his muscles, but man, I hope, I hope that, you know, that he does right by those people. And the administration did say that they have a rock solid commitment to Taiwan. And again, could be empty words. Politicians will lie to you. Every politician has lied to their base before. Uh, but I'm hoping it's not, you know, I want him to succeed in that. You know, I'm, I, I won't, I want President Biden to succeed when it furthers, you know, the ideals of America. And I want him to fail uh, in the areas that uh, that will hurt America and cause us great harm. And that's not a, a radical position. 
nation. Everybody should do that. I pray as a Christian that we could uh, live peacefully, that the government won't interfere with what we um do in the church. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that will be the case the next four years. Um, you know, there have been situations, and 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 Biden specifically have been involved in in uh, legislation that would that that was persecuted uh, nuns in the Catholic Church, uh, causing them to go on their beliefs. Now, look, it's not on the level of persecution that other third world countries or other countries have experienced. Um, but these are hostile acts toward religious people, and so I'm not saying that we cannot get there, um, but. This should be your prayer. You should pray that Biden succeeds in in, in the areas that uh, further strengthen the American uh, dream, the the goals of America as set forth by the founders, the what made us a great uh, country. And you should pray that he fails uh, in the areas where he would want to harm the country or harm religious groups. And and I don't think that's radical at all. Um, I think I'm nearing the end of my uh, time today. I'm thankful again for your listening. And I'm trying to get at least one webisode, uh, webisode my, 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 uh, this is back in the 90s, I guess, uh, one episode per uh, week. Um, I think I can move to a, a pace where I can get two out per week. Hopefully the next episode, I'm going to try to do um, a 2020 uh, book um uh, review some of the books that I've read in the past year and some recommendations I can make on that. Uh, hopefully it'll be a much lighter episode and I hope that you join me then. You've been listening to the Kenny Chesser Podcast. While you're here, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. 